0: No matter in life what you try to do, you're dead too. Hello, and welcome to You're Dead Too, the podcast about our shared inevitable demise. I am your host, John Toyson, and joining me this week on the program, I have Brett Kurth. Brett is a very cool person who is uh, difficult for me to read initially when I met her, but as I've gotten to know her, she has become a real beacon of positivity and empathy, and I think if you listen to what she has to say, it'll be pretty apparent why that is. She was very cool to come on and talk about her experiences growing up um, as a follower of Christ, as she calls it, and her uh, recent examination into what that means and why she wanted to dig back into that, because she really had some interesting perspective to share on how her own examination has been relevant to her. I uh, wanted to say thank you for all the people that have been listening and all the feedback that I've gotten. It's been really awesome to hear that there are so many people out there. I've seen a lot of new listeners popping up kind of all over the map, um, all the way from Texas to the UK to um, Belgium. I mean, it's just i it blows my mind that anybody wants to listen to this at all, let alone non-native English speakers, What? Let me know. What are you getting out of this? Why do you want to hear me? I'm putting this out here as, you know, first do no harm, making sure that I'm trying to help humanity in some small way. But the thought of strangers listening to this, it just always, I find it fascinating. What people have to take from this. I'd love to hear what your perspective is on this. Uh, write in uh, you're dead 2 at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, share cool stories. I've met some people recently. I just was actually checking out of a store recently, and the person ringing me up, just making chit chat, started talking about uh, being a child of parents who both recently passed away. And just, I'm finding there's a lot of idiosyncratic overlap in my life that's just really, huh, there's a lot of signs pointing me to keep doing this, which is just really strange when you kind of step back and look at, what am I doing this for? But, like I said previously, I'm intending to uh, take a bit of a break for the month of July, I've got some travel coming up, and uh, I'll be doing um, some shorter, uh, just solo things, I'm not going to have a guest on for a couple of episodes just to... Uh, recalibrate a little bit and make sure that I'm able to kind of stack things up in the order that I need to for um, more of a planned return. So I'm going to do a little more of a casual July. Um, not going to be quite as... Um, well, yeah, that's I don't really need to say more about that. But if you've got any uh, feedback, any thoughts, questions, concerns, comments, criticisms, let me know. Find me on Twitter at YourDead2, Instagram at YourDead2, or send in your insight and experience into yourdead2 at gmail.com would love to hear from you as always thanks for listening i really appreciate it and uh enjoy brett she's very cool
1: And even when you hear it in the podcast it's like whatever i mean it bugs you a ton but i'm like there's doors and it it's what it is it's,
0: it's just a matter of making it as seamless as possible yeah but where we're you come in. <laughs> up and running already. Say hi, Brett. Hello. <laughs> so with me today, I have Brett Kurth. Brett, would you be so kind as to tell the people a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Brett, as John said. Uh, born and raised in Wayzata, Minnesota. Um, went to a Catholic private high school, so not Wayzata. And um, I have one older sister. She's the best. I love her. Um, And then I went to the U of M for college, and I've had a couple jobs after college, and now I work with your beautiful wife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And for legal purposes, I may have to cut that just because, like, oh, does the company, like, do they approve of? No, I'm just teasing. But Well, she's a friend of mine. Yes. So uh, you work with my wife, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're an experienced podcaster yourself. You're in the professional biz of, well, you do a number of different things. Uh, You wear a number of different hats, but uh, you are also newly married. I am. And a new mom. Yeah. And did you guys buy a house already?
1: Uh, Yeah, townhouse. Townhouse. Okay,
0: so homeowner, married, child, and a full-on career going already, and you're a younger woman who, like, you are just, like I was saying before we started recording, you're an enigma to me because I can't quite get a bearing on you because you're very positive and very like go with the flow thank you which yeah I'm I'm so wound up that I can't process (laughs) like it's like meeting somebody who's just is the inverse of like how does that work
1: oh yeah that's good that's what I aim for
0: does that (laughs) does that come naturally or how does that come to you
1: so I mean I guess if it's like the positive side of me um I I've been listening to this podcast by Rachel Hollis if you've ever heard of her she's the author of Girl Wash Your Face Girl Self-Apologizing whatever I think she's great and she was talking about there's sometimes there's those people who are just really happy a lot which luckily luckily for me um I don't know I guess throughout my whole life I have been so blessed just to have wonderful family, friends, um, surrounding me, and I've been through hard times, kind of much like everybody has, but I'm usually just a pretty happy person, you know? Stuff gets me down, just like everybody, but I find that um, cliche, just, you know, moving past that and trying to be as positive as you can is just makes life so much better than focusing on the negative because There's enough bad crap out there that I don't need to waste my time, you know, focusing on that.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, I can certainly dig that there's an element of it that's a choice of, I need to focus on the positive here. Like, your mind is very good at telling scary stories, so it's hard to ignore. Like, I know, I know, I know. It's Something bad could happen, but something good could happen, too. And you're somebody who seems to focus on, what if something awesome happens?
1: Yes, yeah. Well, and thank you. I appreciate that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of intrigued once you asked me to be on your podcast, just because, um, all about death. And I know we're going to get there, mm-hmm. but, um, well, maybe I'll just hold up. I'll go into that.
0: No, please. please. This is, <laughs> this is your time.
1: Well, so as I was thinking about it, I'm like, what do I think about death? I've always, death doesn't really... It sounds bad, but it doesn't really scare me.
0: It's, I don't think that that's bad, one. And two, I think that speaks to your nature of understanding it. That, But tell me more. I mean, that's... Yeah.
1: So I have talked to you about this. I'm definitely um, a follower of Christ. I have a huge faith, and some people know that about me. Some people don't. And so for me... At the end of the day, death doesn't scare me because I ultimately know where my spirit is going to lie. You know, my body probably be cremated or the bottom of a river somewhere.
0: As like a spiritual thing or like, well, that's where we found her. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. She's just floating down the river. Training
0: for a triathlon and just yeah, a rogue boat. Um, Does that, do you... I mean, I knew this about you, and I wanted to kind of paddle gently upstream to get there. But that's, again, strikes just – or speaks to the kind of person you are that uh, you just are ready to jump into it. Because when I asked you to do this – and again, thank you for coming here on a nice sunny Saturday morning. We're down here drinking coffee, and (laughs) you said, yeah, I'll probably say some stuff that will surprise you, which I immediately was on board with, like, yeah – I bet you will, but <laughs> I have no idea, like, I, I have no calibration for what that is. So I wanted to ask a bit about the Catholic High School because that's my own background as well and a number of people that I've had on the podcast. Yeah, You are not the first person who is an advocate for the Christian faith that's been on the podcast, but I'm always curious to get everybody's personalized take on it if you're comfortable sharing. Would you, sure. like, be willing to talk about kind of— all of that,
1: yeah, kind of the, yeah. So I was raised in a Catholic household. Um, went to Catholic elementary, Catholic high school. I had an awesome experience. Um, to me, you know, my parents, we went to church and everything. Kind of the good, you know, Catholic family, go to church, all that stuff. Keep hitting this.
0: Totally fine. You can move it too if you want. If that's.
1: But I talk with my hands. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Me too. Yeah, really. Like your wife. <laughs> well, the fun
0: thing, look, I mean, you can do, if you look behind you, shadow puppets.
1: Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of um, just growing up, I believed in God. You know, I believe that there was a God, but I just didn't ask many questions because that's what I was told. And you know how you see something when you're growing up and that's what you stick to? Because yep. it's like, well, my parents said this, so that's how everyone else does it. I'll do it
0: that way. Yeah, there's a bit of uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a bit of spiritual osmosis that just kind of. Mm-hmm. This is what you've known, and it's not something that people kind of pick apart the way like you might drive like your parents, but you're more open, I would think, to hearing your like hypothetically your mom say to your dad, "Don't don't hit the gas so hard," you know, yeah. like that's something you're too where close, you're too close. Yeah, and nobody says that about like you know you're praying really intensely lately that seems to be like so yeah. if that's how you were raised that's kind of your normal default setting yeah yeah so exactly. did you and remind me again where did you go to school you went to the U of M right yep okay for college. so when you went to college did you stick with your religious practice did that stay with you or did that kind of fall away a little bit
1: Uh eh, it kind of fell away I mean I wasn't going to church anymore I still believed in God, you know, still talked to friends about their beliefs, um, which luckily a couple of my girlfriends believed in God. So I don't know. It was never, I guess, for me, it was maybe more questioning. That's kind of where more questions started to come in, like, so what are other people's beliefs that don't believe in God? Mm. Because it was the first time in my life that I met people from – different religious backgrounds. Yeah. You know, I had some Jewish friends in high school and such, but ultimately they still believe in God. It's just slightly different. You know, their beliefs between Judaism and Christianity. Yeah. Which we don't need to get into that. But.
0: Yeah, we're not covering original <laughs> ground. <laughs> but no. like you, I mean, that's that's what's so fun about that kind of stuff for me is I was always the person at a party in college to kind of like sit down in a corner and just chain smoke and be like, So what is it? Like, what were you like? <laughs> I was doing this before I had microphones. I like, love it. I love talking about this stuff, but not everybody found it as ingratiating as I did. So, were you so thank you for like, yeah. this is your, this is okay. This uh, is my jam. Yeah. And
1: I love talking to people about them and, yeah, what they think and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So. This is so, so for you, did that, did anything in particular spark that? Because for me, for example, um, because I'm all about me and I'm vain and I...
1: This are is we all? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, f- so nine eleven 11 happened uh, at the beginning of my senior year of high school. So that was like a big... Right, because 2001, I would have... Yeah, that would have... Yeah, 2001, I was a senior in high school. So that really shaped like oh, horrible things can just happen. And my brain was, you know, 18 years old, fully, like, in the world. I wasn't like a, you know, a seven-year-old still trying to figure stuff out. Like, was there anything for you that, like, kicked off kind of uh, an examination into stuff? Or was this just as you got to meet people and kind of uncovered who they were, you started to realize there was more out there? Or what, if anything, started your examination?
1: Well, I think a big thing was, I mean... I was your typical college kid, big partier, socialite, wanted to go be friends with everybody, Um, which I think just like, I had a blast and I don't have any regrets. (laughs) Um, But I think through that, once I graduated college and then it was like, okay, you're in the real world now and you're meeting all these different people at work. And I felt lost just lost like okay i'm living at home i have no money i'm just like unhappy and what am i missing what is missing i've got a great family i've got awesome friends you know like so i was just searching and through that searching is when i started to question like what about my faith like is this maybe the piece that's missing and my biggest first question like you said why do bad things happen to good people that was the biggest question because for me I was like kind of upset like I feel like I should feel complete you know I have I don't have like a terrible horrible life nothing really horrible in my life has happened to me which I'm so lucky for but why do I feel this just like hole there and so once I kind of dug into it deeper I was like upset why do bad things happen to good people and I think the different stages of becoming a Christian, you know, a lot of it is that first initial questioning, like at first you're in denial. It's like, no, 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 Mm mm-mm, I don't wanna be a part of that. Those people are, Uh you know, judgmental and those people say all these things and then they don't act a certain way. And I was just kind of in denial and then I was in the phase of questioning, like, well, why, why does this happen? and I listened to a ton of podcasts, on literally, on my way to work. Um, there was one girl that I worked with who lived in New Jersey. She had a podcast that she listened to of a pastor out there. So I listened to that to and from work every single day. Oh, wow. Um, joined a Bible study. I went to back to my elementary school, a Catholic church, and I did a class with my mom. Really? Uh, yep, on like for people who are coming back to their faith, like why be a Catholic? Just because I wanted to compare Christianity to Catholicism and, you know, what are certain takeaways that I would want to use in my life or certain things that maybe I don't believe as much.
0: This is interesting to hear that you're really examining it because Mm -hmm. previous people that I've talked to about this on the podcast were pretty uh, cradle Catholics, Mm -hmm. you know, that they were all the way through their life and like you have taken a very hands-on approach to just digging in and figuring this out so what was that class like what was what did you take from that
1: well so that was interesting it was um a lot I wanted to kind of involve my parents I think that they were a little bit taken aback like mm, we raised you catholic and now you're not going to a catholic church did we miss something you know <laughs> and I was like no, no no not at all I just this is part of growing up, becoming your own person and choosing what you believe and other things that you don't believe. So that was really eye-opening for me because there was obviously Christians and Catholics, I think they're both wonderful, you know, no bashing to either one. Um, For me, I just had to figure out what was best. And there's certain things about the Catholic religion, like uh, rituals, that are super that is, like, part of the basis of Catholicism, if you've ever been to, like, mass, you know, standing, bowing, knee, uh, kneeling, um, reciting things. And in the Christian church, they don't do that as much. And yeah. for me, I was like, okay, well, what's most important? And rituals is not as important to me and my faith. It was more of the personal relationship with God and being able to, like, sit down and ultimately just, like, have a conversation with him
0: so that i can definitely understand that from my own background of being raised in a lutheran church and then seeing a lot of catholic uh rituals and just seeing how like whoa this is very regimented and like we all do this and then this like there are many steps to the whole dance are you (laughs) so did that bring you back to the catholic faith then are you considering yourself a practicing catholic or are you attending a christian church now that happens to be under the larger umbrella of christianity
1: Good question. So, um, through that, I figured, um, kind of out where I lie and that is Christian. I attend a Christian church and I, it's not like I pushed Catholicism to the wayside at all. Um, there are, we're all on the same team. We just might wear different jerseys and do a couple things differently. Um, for instance, purgatory.
0: I'm familiar. Okay. Catholics (laughs) believe in purgatory. Yep.
1: Uh, Christians ultimately don't. Yeah. So there's certain things like that, that, you know, I kind of chose my beliefs were more aligned with Christianity and just having a relationship with God and where I was being called personally. Yeah. In my faith was towards the Christian church.
0: So it's not necessarily as particular and idiosyncratic and no. you're not needing to have all of the little tiny pieces in place to do that you feel a bit more arms open kind of
1: for sure yeah and I think um like religion I don't like that word um religion is man-made ah
0: oh okay and so
1: so like men whatever oh literally man-made okay (laughs) humans created these different sectors Lutheran Protestant Catholics Christianity and they put their own little twist on everything um which ultimately is great for some people, you know, if they like that, that's awesome. For me, it's pretty bare bones, open arms, like you said, just about my relationship with God and ultimately loving everybody and treating everybody how I would want to be treated. And, you know, that sounds like, okay, everybody says that, but...
0: Well, but I think for a lot of people, that doesn't seem to be a real walk the path kind of a... Maxim, you know, and for you it seems to be very um you have an energy of somebody who just is very flow state in the moment of Thank you. That's um, good and bad sometimes. <laughs> well <laughs> But you're somebody who puts off an energy that I think walks that talk, you know, that you're you, from our interactions anyway, from, you know, we've see each other fairly often. And yeah. I would think that that's a fairly, you know, authentic version of yourself that you're putting out there that you're, Thank you. You, you know, does that do you think, is it kind of a feedback loop of you get that from your faith, and then your faith kind of encourages that that you're they kind of support each other in that symbiotic kind of I'm spinning my hands around like a doofus right now.
1: No, 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 I I know exactly what you're saying. But, yes, it does um, fuel – it kind of fuels my energy, mindset, positivity. Like I know when I get upset or down, I'll listen to an uplifting podcast. I love Joyce Meyer. I think (laughs) she's awesome. (laughs) If you've ever listened to her, she cracks me up. Um, Some people meditate, you know, and I think for me – um, prayer is my form of meditation, just silence and, like, I just have a conversation with God. Just this is what's on my heart. This is what's going on. Could you help me with these things? Who do I need to pray for if I'm upset with somebody? A lot of times I find that praying for them, even if I don't want to. Mm. That is.
0: That's intense.
1: Yeah, it's that's hard for me. And, like, I think forgiveness is a big thing that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. But just knowing that, at the end of the day, our worries really are so minute. You know, like, it's all relative to mm-hmm. where you live and how you live and your income. and.
0: Well, and what you, know. you had said a few minutes ago about you haven't had some grand trauma in your life. You haven't had something where you were, like, kidnapped at gunpoint in hell. Like, that doesn't invalidate the stuff that you've been through or the feelings of... Uh, strife or unpleasantness that you may have had and that's Mm -hmm. that can be difficult to rationalize when you see bad things happening all the time in the news and that I'm guessing had some impact on look if my life is fine and I see all these bad things happening why do those things keep happening that are nobody's fault so I can certainly see how your your station in life has affected and influenced how you look into this stuff so it's very cool that somebody who is I think of generationally, like, you're a little younger than I am. <laughs> the <millennial>. i a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how linear time works. That's okay. I, I get lumped in. I'm kind of on either side of, like, Gen X or millennials. millennials. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, I see that headline of, you know, should we elect millennials to Congress? Well, given how linear time works, yeah. that's. <laughs> I'd hope <so. laughs> I'd like to hear what the alternative is otherwise because that's – it's going to get grim. Um, so knowing that – and. For those listening, uh, there may be some noises upstairs of uh, my daughter running around and throwing toys, but uh, <laughs> it's not quite nap time. <laughs> um, so here's, you know, we've had kind of some time to set the table, you know, we're having a picnic, we're outside, we pick a spot in the field, put the blanket down, we bust out the plates. Uh, we've talked about faith and kind of who you are and your mindset. Yeah. Brett Kurth, what happens when we die?
1: the big question so um with my faith background i would assume that you know that i believe in heaven and ultimately a hell my idea of a hell because i'm sure you're wondering um would be something similar to earth
0: Denver International Airport it's the no so it's you would think that there's some semblance of a of a our existence here reproduced in or are you saying that like this existence can be suffering and as a result people are tell me more what well, I'm, I'm just yeah. guessing here
1: yeah so I mean ultimately I don't know any answers you know I'm
0: Right. No, and I'm not I'm not looking to hold you accountable to like, "Brett, yeah. you said this answer for this tweet on December 7th.
1: So when I run for Congress, then you're going to pull this, up this podcast." Yeah,
0: this will be good blackmail material for a number of people.
1: So, um yeah, ultimately, I mean, I don't know if heaven is or hell is flames and horns and a big scary bad guy because ultimately in the Bible it says that the Lucifer, the devil was one of the most beautiful angels there was. And he so, was
0: cast out, right? Or did he reject God? What was? Yeah,
1: the... I believe he was cast out. Yes. Depending on who's telling the story. Yeah, exactly. I could be totally wrong, but he was an angel and just prone to sin. I mean, like we all are. We're all born into a sinful world, and um, so I don't know. I'd like to think that hell would be just like a normal, good-looking dude that could be Lucifer, for all we know. But you're just living the same sinful world. You're just kind of like living in what would be considered hell. Mm. But it's not reincarnation or anything like that. It's Mm. just you're eternally in a hell.
0: That's interesting, I have not come across something like this yet in talking to people. This is your this has got brett t m <laughs> next to it. This is uh a particularly unique interpretation, so it's I'm wondering to better understand this. Would it be like um you've got some unruly farm animals that just want to wallow in the filth, and it's like, fine, you, got, this is, you guys could all get cleaned up and come into the barn, but if you guys want to stay out here, just wallow around in this, yeah. this is up to you, and you can just continue to do this, yeah. or you could get cleaned off and come in the barn. That
1: is a really awesome analogy, actually. Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, I believe that anybody can be saved. I'm putting that in quotations right now. Sure. But you could be on your deathbed sick as a dog you've murdered people you have done horrible terrible things god doesn't care i mean yes he cares he doesn't like sin but ultimately when jesus was on the cross he was um next to two murderers who were also on the cross Mm -hmm. and One of the men was like, well, if you're the son of God, why don't you come and, like, why don't you save us? Get us out of this position if you're really that powerful.
0: Pull the magic trick and get us down from here. Prove you're the guy.
1: Prove, yeah, prove us all wrong. Mm -hmm. And so the other guys, like, stop antagonizing him. Um, You know, God or Jesus, I want to ask for forgiveness. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with you. And, like, I believe that God sent you down to be our savior. So he was saved right before he died. So it doesn't matter when you, you know commit your life to
0: god man it's wild that that story as a meta context for itself that it's the binary of he's in the i mean in my mind's eye that jesus is in the middle of these two guys one's giving him grief like come on man do a crass thing and get us out of here and the other guy's like shut up just let me i want to do this for real like that there are there's that binary example right there of like here's the, the carnal, you know, just existing in the, the snark of the body, and here's somebody wanting to appeal to the best of themselves. That's interesting yeah. that that's right there is, like, multiple levels in this. Yeah. I hear this Bible thing is interesting. This is, like, this podcast is just me, like, oh, Brett's mm-hmm. going to convert me. This
1: is- <laughs> no, and I don't, I mean, that's not, my job is not to convert anybody. It's really Really, just- you
0: don't see yourself as an evangelist, or so that's not, like, part no. of the calling at all?
1: No. Not for me. That's not a gift of mine. Hmm. Um, I wish it was. But ultimately, I think we all have our own gifts. And mine, still trying to figure those out. But ultimately, I don't know if I'm a teacher. I don't know if I'm an evangelist. I would like to think that I'm more of a servant and uh, a listener. I love just like listening to people and loving people.
0: To go back a couple of points, to go to what you're figuring out you're your role in the world is or your calling I mean I'm not much older than you at all and I think just in the few years that I've had from like if you threw a flag down at your current age to where I am now that examination has only become more and more um, nuanced that you're able to kind of dig into that and figure out well so who you know I guess what I'm kind of driving at is introspection is not always a bad thing for, like, navel-gazing and trying to figure out, like, as somebody with a lot of anxiety and depression, they're like, I just, it's easy to think negative thoughts that, like, neuroticism is justifiable narcissism. Mm. But to figure out your place in the world, you seem to have a strong sense of yourself, and I would think of you, definitely, your understanding of yourself is accurate and that you are a good listener, you're good to be with in a room, you're good to talk to people, I can see I your your role as a servant, uh, that you're somebody who likes to facilitate things to operate well, that you like to be part of a good machine, you know? Um, I'd
1: I'd like to think so.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and you are. You you just have a very good energy that's very positive, and I can see that there is, like, a healer aspect to it or an empathetic... I love empathy. Yeah, and that's just... Again, these are things that just kind of exude from you that just kind of, like... Thank you. Like a flower putting a smell out that just, like, that's just kind of good vibes (laughs) and yet you're in a very buttoned down like professional environment full of compliance and like (laughs) you are
1: suits yeah 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 no well and that's I mean trust me I get negative just like the rest of us and I can be a grouch and all the bad things but I I just think it's perspective of like you know
0: Well, and as a new mom, too, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the white noise of the world kind of fall away as you realize, like, and I'm making some assumptions here, but, like, Mm -hmm. taking care of a little tiny person, you start to realize, like, yeah, it's fine. I'll put the garbage out tomorrow. Like, it'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, it definitely puts everything into perspective. Um, My son is almost seven months old now, which is crazy. Um, But, yeah, what truly is important? And, like... What do I want to teach this little mind as I'm raising him? Mm -hmm. And I think um, just, like, being a light for him and my husband. And, like, I learned so much from my husband and family and friends of ours and stuff. But I want to be, like, my legacy when I do die is I want people to just be, like, Brett was a light. She walked into the room and... She truly cared about people. Like, she invested and wanted to understand where people were coming from and just like love. I just want to like love on people, which sounds super cheesy, but that's like.
0: No, it's, well, I mean, <laughs> because we don't get that message. It's just, je- I, I get that. That's, I mean, it's hard to sound, it's hard not to sound cornball saying that. Yeah, I feel you. I get that. that for that's,
1: sure. And everyone's like, oh, whatever. If you could just go around and everything's roses and butterflies. And it's like, no, life sucks sometimes yeah but you don't get cool
0: points at the end for being like I was the most snarky about it like I knew the bad thing was gonna happen like yeah man just that doesn't yeah. help that doesn't make anything better by being a dick or being glib for sure which I mean I certainly do that too that's yeah, definitely I mean,
1: part of life but yeah that's why I think uh, life like since we're all gonna get we're all gonna die we might not get sick but you know we're all gonna die at some point and life is just one big practice for what's coming next mm. which I hope I go to heaven
0: yeah we really only talked about hell so far
1: <laughs> yep so I do believe in heaven yeah um, and
0: it's much like this only warmer <laughs> like no so what uh...
1: no heaven is the most I've tried to imagine it but it's gonna be like the most magical amazing thing ever like think about your best memories that you have with your wife and your kids and your favorite people in your life. Maybe, I don't know, just a Saturday at home and the weather's beautiful and you get to eat the best food and drink the best wine. They don't discriminate against alcohol. I drink wine, whoop, whoop. Um, But it's the best day that you could ever imagine and that's what you get to live out every single day in heaven.
0: And, and there's no calories. Uh, <laughs> so this is a very similar to your view of hell. This is a very, um, uh, what's the word? Not parallel. Um, similar? Well, similar in that it's uh, the modality. You think that there's a lot of similarity with this, that it's like this existence, only 1.5, like this iteration plus more that I'm really, yeah, I'm doing big arm gesture here. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> jazz hands. Yeah. <Weep. laughs> So it sounds like pretty – so you talked about being cremated. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've put a lot of thought into, or is that just kind of a knee-jerk, like, yeah, probably this?
1: Yeah, it's cheaper than, like, getting a coffin, and I don't really care what happens to my body.
0: Mm, it's Could just a... interesting that the existence that you talk about beyond this, whether it's heaven or hell, sounds like it's pretty
1: – Spiritual.
0: So even though it's it's an experience that is, you would hope, has some commonality between this, like with the way you talk about memories and things like that, and existence, that it would be just spiritual, no body there. But your body is just like a vessel for, I'm just curious, like, what do you think about, is it just a vessel? Like, do you think we're an immortal being that has, like, a physical thing going on?
1: That's a good question, I guess. I would like to think that, like, you will be in your same body up there because the only physical thing that we have down here on Earth that's ours to keep is our body. Hmm. And that's why you need to take care of it. Hmm. But I feel like, yeah, you will be in your body up in heaven, but you leave behind all the the pain and the, like, if you... We're sick. You know, you're not sick anymore. That's a really good question, though.
0: <laughs> there, well, for one, the resurrection of the body. I mean, isn't that part of Christianity? <laughs> That's part of the the ritual of the Eucharist. of, yeah. um, Or uh, communion, depending on the church.
1: Yeah, body and bread. The
0: body of Christ. <laughs> Shared with you. Um, <laughs> I, a uh, recent guest on the podcast um, who had had... Uh, Death experience talked about basically, you know, acknowledging her body back on Earth to her, whatever she was communicating with beyond here, saying, "Well, I, I, I really don't want to go back. That hurts. That hurts a lot. That's in pain right now. That's really like, if I'm going back, you have to cut me a deal that if I will do the work I'm supposed to do, but none of this again." Yeah, and leave that crap behind. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't have many if any answers and if I do they're pretty much only for myself. But what I get out of this with talking with people is that I want people to be able to share their take on this stuff because if we don't talk about it it just it just brushes it under the rug and what good does that do anybody? Like yeah, yeah
1: it's we... the big scary D word. It
0: is, it is. And you are in a field where you have to deal with the repercussions of it in a logistical standpoint of what documentation was there, what kind of paperwork is involved from all right post death, how does this affect the rest of their family and like legacy. And that's something that I think forces a practicality and an acknowledgement of. Mm-hmm. And this. that's more
1: like the yeah, logistics of mm-hmm. how do we carry on after this person
0: is gone. And to tie back to what we talked about in the beginning you don't seem to be somebody who is afraid of death for a number of reasons that I-, I would hope by now somebody listening to this and what's fun to think is that your son could someday listen to this like 20 years down the road be like oh my mom's on a podcast interesting I wonder what your death what the <laughs> um but that you don't it doesn't frighten you in the like you know uh, no, no, it's not going to happen to me. Like, you're aware of this. It's a factor in life. It happens to all of us. We get, at worst, this existence, mm-hmm. hopefully, maybe more, and yeah. make a good one out of this one because it could have repercussions after this. Like, you're – there's, there's a real, to me anyway, a theme through what you shared about who you are, who you are when you deal with the world how you interact with it how this affects your understanding of faith and action and um, your sense of empathy that it helps me understand why you don't or why you say you don't fear death Mm -hmm. so do you have you had much interaction with it in your life have you had much loss that you're aware of or
1: yeah so um, I've had a couple grandparents pass away Um, one of my best friend's dad's uh, passed away in Junior year of college from cancer, um, we had a family friend's son commit suicide a couple of years ago who wow. um, I would babysit growing up. Oh. So, it's was kind of like a little brother to me. Oh. Yeah, which is super sad. Um, it's hard to lose somebody, but I like to think that they go to heaven. Hmm. Maybe that's ignorant of me.
0: Well... I can acknowledge the the deference there but certainly I don't would, I don't I would hesitate to call you ignorant for thinking that but like <laughs> that always was surprising to me about particularly dogmatic tenets of faith that, that god would punish you for suicide that somebody who's in their darkest hour who's feeling abandoned and alone and helpless and just suffering that god would say yeah you really screwed up doing that you're going like, to hell yeah. yeah
1: and I don't I struggle a lot with questions like that just because I think that like suicide is an aftermath of a chemical imbalance in somebody's brain Mm. and ultimately God was the one that created us. He's the one that created your body like that and I'm not sure if people can develop you know, depression because of certain events that have happened in their life. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert or anything. Yeah, no,
0: and I'm not holding you to the stake to say, Brett, I need you to have <laughs> concrete opinions on post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, yeah. this is your understanding of the world. That
1: Yeah, so that's just my understanding. And I don't know. I think ultimately God is the one who judges people when you die. There is a judgment day. When you do die, this is my belief, that... God judges you, and just looks back on your life and looks at what kind of heart you have and looks at what kind of person you are. And I don't necessarily know if you somebody did commit suicide, or you're going to hell. I don't think that it's that easy.
0: Yeah, it doesn't you don't think it's a game of gotcha? No, like, no, oh, no. You didn't cross your fingers when yeah. you were saying that.
1: Yeah. Yep, you're going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I just think ultimately. I'm so happy I'm not God because that would be the hardest worst job in the world. And that's why down on earth there's no reason for me to judge anybody else and question why they do something, why do they believe something, why do they act that way because that's it's not my life. I don't need to be worrying about somebody else. I have enough worries of my own. So I just leave, you know, leave people alone. Just let them do their thing. <laughs> I just get I like so that. annoyed with today's, you know, everybody has an opinion about everything. And it's like, yeah, probably why you were like, I can't get a read on you. It's because I don't share my opinion much with people because,
0: yeah, I
1: have my opinions, but I don't need to smear them all over people's faces.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a real negative space that like, not and n- meaning negative, not in that you would have unpleasant opinions but that you create a vacuum where otherwise people are putting out this thing of like i like this and i think this is terrible and like i think this is gross food like you are somebody who's just kind of like no this is i'm gonna not say this and so it creates a vacuum that other people are kind of like if you're aware of that vacuum you might get a sense of like something's missing here Mm -hmm. like it's because you are pretty chill about that i'm a soundboard you don't get outraged on twitter and yell at people and no no. i don't
1: care i like there's certain things that I'm passionate about and I care about, most of them are not worth me spewing my opinions because what good does that do anybody? Like, so many people out there just spew... Toxicity. Twitter, yeah, toxicity. And it's just like there's enough of that in the world that I can just be one less person putting my input out there. I'd rather (laughs) just be, like, a positive light and a sounding board if somebody's upset about something. But I don't need to be like... Well, these are my political opinions and rah, 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 and everybody else is stupid. It's like oh. <laughs> that to me is just ridiculous.
0: I recently had to take an Uber somewhere and had had like two beers right before I got in the Uber and it was like, All right, I'm gonna be sitting in the car now for twenty minutes and I don't wanna talk to the driver who's clearly having a conversation on their own phone. <laughs> oh, God. And so it's just I'm gonna just start texting and tweeting at people and it was just like twenty minutes of drunken positivity of just like I love this show that you're on this is great and like <laughs> telling my wife I love this. just like it like yeah. probably looked like a manic incident if you could see the hub of the activity on my phone but it was just it feels so good to just give compliments to people it just For is sure. so I, I think about tra- this is the example I always make on the podcast of somebody who cuts you off in traffic is you know you have no idea what their day is like or maybe they're just dealing with um You know a family getting a bad medical diagnosis or their car is acting up and they're freaked out because they don't have the money to pay for something or you know there's an you have no idea the day somebody's going through and so to assume that everybody is just being a dick for no reason just seems so disingenuous and just a a hard way to live life that Mm -hmm. give people the benefit of the doubt and you're going to have a much different experience
1: yeah or even for me I really, I get some road rage for sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get really annoyed by those people. And then I'm like, okay, move on. Carry on with your day. Like, no use in me festering on it because that person has no idea that I'm upset, so I'm only hurting myself.
0: That's true, yeah. (laughs) Holding a grudge like that is just, it's the old adage of it's drinking poison, expecting the other person to die.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So when you first sat down and we were talking, you said you had thought about doing this podcast and what that had kind of sent you down a rabbit hole in your own train of thought what was it that you were coming to that you kind of brushed away from that you were like I think and then you pulled back and you're like oh we'll get there in a sec well you know do you um, remember what that was
1: first I was like oh, I gotta read up on um what is your major
0: oh philosophy yeah philosophy I gotta Don't, read up on that and no I can ask it's you some good- <laughs> oh my gosh no that's If you don't become a priest or a lawyer, most schools don't know what to do with you because you're basically not... Common (laughs) major. Yeah, yeah. So it's It's good for asking open-ended questions and justifying an answer that has no justification. So I'll say that. (laughs)
1: That's perfect. No, I love it. I think it's great. But honestly, other than that, I was just like, what truly do I believe? And like I told you, kind of boiled down to just we all die. It's inevitable, and it doesn't scare me. If anything, it's more so like there's a reward at the end of the tunnel.
0: Mm. A, you're running a race, and like, I think there's cookies at the end. Yeah. Like You're and a like, big snacker. You like sweets and I, eating. I love
1: sugar. <laughs> I love all the sugar.
0: Yeah, and it's I'm constantly demurring when I go in, and I see at the office you're having a snack, and you're like, you want some of this? You want some of this? And I'm always saying... No, 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 I'm good. I got coffee. And now I'm like, Gosh, I should really take you up on some chocolate when I go in.
1: Chocolate-covered espresso beans? Oh, man. Oh, yeah.
0: Yep. There's <laughs> a reason they're not in this house right now, though. There's a reason, like, they don't last long when they are.
1: I get it. Well, you guys are very healthy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have been on a pizza tear for, like, four days now. Like, I will order a pizza, eat half of it, leave it for lunch the next day, eat that pizza, then go, like, it's, <laughs> I am so dough right now.
1: That's perfect. We did punch and chipotle last night. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: What okay so. This is the flip side to all of the nice pleasant spirituality talk that we've had, and this is where I, I, I love the Rorschach test of what happens now because, we've talked about all this stuff. You're not afraid of death. What about ghosts? What's your stance there?
1: Um, I don't believe in ghosts. I think that uh, there could be some like, demonic spirits, which oh, is really? uncomfortable to say. Um. I don't really have any personal experience with it.
0: So Un- I can't talk much. Uncomfortable to say in that you don't like to acknowledge it or that you're afraid you're invoking it by talking about it. You don't want to give them power and
1: Well, it's funny. I was actually reading a book called The Screwtape Letters.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, so tell me about that.
1: Okay, yes. So interesting because like their god essentially, like their fearless leader, holy one is the devil. And so I haven't like quite figured out exactly. It's kind of confusing, but um,
0: it's, it's C.S. Lewis, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep.
1: So Screwtape letters, short book, but I've been reading it with a girlfriend of mine, and um, it's just interesting how they talk about like all the kind of stereotypical things that people look down upon Christians for.
0: Mm. And And that's that's not a new thing. That's been going. That's an old book.
1: Oh, old book, super old. Yeah. And so I just think it's so comical reading this book that they'll talk about like, you know, it's preposterous and disgusting that they go to church and they look down the pew and they judge other people sitting there when they're all sinners and like they're trying to get, you know, people to be sexually immoral and have horrible thoughts and like steer them away from God, which is super um, just really interesting perspective. And it was a, a good book, you know, not, a good
0: read too. It's not just yeah. a dry, boring. Like, yeah,
1: it's not the most uplifting, but it was good just to like have a different perspective and see that I think that the devil is actively at work. And I know this sounds like a crazy Bible thump or whatever you guys, you, people can call me that. I'm That's not fine. here to
0: call people crazy. That's, <laughs> if, but, send in your hate mail to yourdead2 at gmail.com. I'll filter it out and tell you to get bent. That's fine.
1: <laughs> but I think that the devil is actively at work every single day trying to suck people down holes, whether it's via sickness, finances, um, cutting people off in traffic, Body image issues, diseases—I think I already said that—but
0: just negative stuff in the day. He
1: is actively trying to suck us down and pull us down every single day, and it's so easy to feed into that and just say, "I'm giving up. I'm a crotchety old woman. Whatever. You know, the world just is horrible, and everyone in it's terrible. And that's so—that's so easy. That's an easy route out."
0: Yeah. So it's like to just give into that momentum of like, yeah. yeah, this this is bullshit. This yeah. sucks. I wish and I, I had don't... more money. Yeah. I wish
1: I looked this way. I wish I had dissatisfaction a car. with
0: everything around you and,
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I just think it's like take the hard route and just trying to like be above that, be a better person and you know. There's a lot of people out there that I talk to that are like, yeah, I'm spiritual and I don't really necessarily know what that means, Mm. which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever spirituality is to other people. Um, But as long as they're like. Be a good person, just be nice, just be more positive, because. That We need more people like that in the world.
0: Yeah, and that's that comes through in who you are and how you act. I think that you're doing a very good job of, not that you need my appraisal, but as somebody who is observing you and interacting with you, yeah, you're walking the walk, you know.
1: Well, thank you. And so back to your question. Sorry, I got deep sidetracked there. That's so what know. this podcast is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I don't necessarily believe that there's, like, haunted ghosts and such. Maybe there is, but... Um, I it's think not that your there's job <laughs> active demons like for sure out there haunting people and the devil is actively at work every single day trying to tear people down and I listen to one of your podcasts and um, somebody was having horrible dreams yeah and I think that the devil reaches people through dreams it reaches people through other people um, interesting yeah so I don't know it can be various different. Ways, what you're thinking?
0: <laughs> A number of different things. I'm, I'm curious about, and maybe I'll ask you about it off air about what you thought about that particular episode that I sent to you, but, um, cause I know exactly what we're talking about, but it's, it feels, for one, I will cop to the fact that I don't have an answer for the ghost problem, is what I think of it, but, um, in the back of my mind is like, a in case of emergency, break glass. It's like, do I have a Bible in the house? I don't know if I have a Bible in the house. But, like, <laughs> I do know the Lord's Prayer, and I'd be able to say that if the event calls for it. Yeah, I you can... don't need a Bible. <laughs> right. So I mean, But is it like a bulletproof, that, you know, to um, – it's – I don't have an answer. It's more interesting if there are. It's horrifying if they are. Like a recent guest, Tara, I asked her. She's like, yes, I think they're real, and I'm afraid of them, and this is because you can't fight them. Like, that was like – oh." no that is exactly what i'm afraid of like that's that is worst case scenario yeah, they're no. real and they gotcha um no Don't so you're me. no i i get where you're coming from that it's not also like previous guests austin said that's not my job that's not like they might or might not be i'm not the cops what am i going to do about them like that's you know that's true yeah all I can do is be a good person yeah. um I can't thank you enough for doing this, and as I put you through the weird philosophical ringer that is all this, I hope this does not infect the rest of your day. I hope it's just positivity at home with your family, but is there anything in particular that you would like to put out there to the world of, like, work on the zipper merge, or just be kind to people, or, (laughs) you know, restart your computer every morning, or, like, is there a thing that you want to just, like... Share with people. Yeah. Um,
1: I would say just, like, every single day world it's so easy to get down on yourself, uh, but knowing that there are so many people out there, your friends and family who love you, and whether it's God has your back, like, you know, for me, I know that when all else fails me, I've got God to go talk to, but some people might not believe in God, but take time for yourself to find whatever is important to you that can calm you down that you have an outlet and if it's meditation if it's long walks in silence or listening to music or you know whatever it needs to be playing the guitar you know something like that I would just say find that outlet because it's so important to have that in your life when everything is completely out of control so just yeah
0: says the new mom yes when there's when there's chaos find a moment for yourself
1: yes take silence um and just go yeah be alone do whatever you need to do just because there's a lot of bad stuff out there but in your own mind there is a way that you can find whatever your happy place is and I hope that everyone I don't know kind of got some help helpful inside of this podcast and thank you for having me
0: absolute blast thank you so much brett
1: Thanks.